Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Insights with Experts. Joining us here today, we are very, very fortunate to have Miss Karen Sowa. Karen, it's absolutely wonderful to have you here today. How are you? I'm well, thank you for having me. Of course. So everyone, Karen is a project manager currently at the Freedom Project over her, her years. She has managed a variety of projects from sport to entertainment to music and the list just keeps going on. Um, so we're absolutely fortunate to have you here. So Karen, just to get into the first question that we would like to ask. So the first question that we like to ask our experts is more or less an overview of their story. And when I say that, I mean, you know, from the moment that you left school, perhaps, when did you know that project management was something that you wanted to actually pursue? And as well as that, could you maybe talk about what your current role at the Freedom Project actually entails as well? Sure. Sounds good. So after I studied business management in college, for lack of knowing what to do at that time, I chose something general and I feel like that was a good base for me um, because everybody can use some business information and business knowledge. So that worked out well for me. And after college, I uh, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I moved, I had traveled a little bit in college, spent a semester abroad in London and did uh, an internship in Florida at Walt Disney World. And I loved traveling in when I was living in London. And so after school, I moved to Cape Cod after college and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I was continuing my enjoyment of the summer and the beach and then I moved into Boston, Massachusetts, where I still live in the area of Boston. And I decided, okay, I need to get a job. And I just thought, I had a job that I started uh, with an um, agency. It was like a, you know, a placement agency. And I wasn't really into the job, but it was something to do for the meantime. And then I had heard about this events position and I thought, oh, I'll be really good at that. I like organizing, I'm detail oriented. And I just went for it. I didn't have experience, so it took me a while to get the job. It was determination, I kept applying and then I waited. It was probably over a year and a half before I was um, able to secure this position that I started working my events uh, job at. So. With that, I was there for four and a half years and I had a great opportunity. I was traveling and setting up events and entertainment across the country, the US and also internationally. So I was at five star hotels and we would plan meals, plan entertainment, uh, entertain, um, I was called the program manager and we entertained clients at, with different uh, show acts or music and performers and we always went you know touring the local cities and a lot of them were around golf resorts so people golfed and so that was the summation of that and then after that I decided I wanted to try out arts and entertainment and so I ended up starting a job um, at a the New England Patriots and Foxborough Stadium and that's how I got into the arts. And I was, um, I transferred my skills from, you know, events and used my organizational skills and I moved into a position of operations management. And so I was the assistant to the general manager and then I ended up being the entertainment manager for the Patriots football team. 
So that was great. And I really enjoyed that. I put together the halftime shows and the football team, the New England Patriots is a very good team right now. But at the time when I worked there, they were not a good team. People didn't really come to the games as much, but it was fun to have an opportunity to put together halftime shows. And I created a festival area. I had a lot of um, freedom to do um, put my own flair of creativity into the position. And I also worked in publicity and so stadium operations. Then that led me into a couple other uh, positions in the arts and entertainment. One was at a concert venue. I did similar work, you know, overseeing the concert venue and then planning events. And then I did several other things, worked for Riverdance, the show, I toured with them, I did some consulting, I uh, worked for Harvard Business School Publishing in their events department, and there are a few others. <laughs> I worked for uh, publicity for the Boston Music Awards, which was like a local awards and music show, and, um, and then um, I decided to start a family, so I had a child, and that put a little, um, it didn't stop my career, but I decided to step aside a little bit because events positions are really, you know, time consuming. It's a lot of hours. Um, also, I didn't mention that I um, at one point was managing a theater in Boston. And that was actually, I can't believe I didn't mention it because it was one of the positions I was at for several years, 13 years. Um, I oversaw the day-to-day -day operations of a, a Broadway house theater in Boston. So um, that was a lot of days of the week, Tuesday through Sunday, and a lot of hours. So I decided to have a family, and I thought that might be too much uh, with a new baby. So I stepped aside, but I continued to work in the arts and entertainment. I stayed working part-time, doing event work and consulting. Uh, just to keep my, uh, you know, foot in the door, if you will, but also keep experience. And so that was good to work part time. And then when I decided eventually um, to go back, I decided, oh, I want to find something that I would really enjoy. And I did enjoy my other jobs, but I thought, oh, I was deciding I wanted to get into something different. And I thought, oh, it would be great to get into academia. And thus, I ended up finding this position at Wellesley College. The reason I chose the job is because I liked what the um, program was about. So it's called the Freedom Project. And I am the program manager there. And the whole idea of it was something that really made me excited. And I really wanted to work there. I thought, oh, this is great. I liked the mission of the project. And that's um, how I ended up finding my way there. They hired me and the program is a program for students and to educate youth about learning to, learning about different facets of freedom, but also having opportunity to listen to opposing opinions or different opinions and developing one's own ideas about how uh, one feels about the you know, the speaker we may have visit or the idea that we're, um, we're setting up for the students to, to learn. It's a program that people have to apply to, to join. Uh, they fill out um, an application that they submit, which involves writing essays. We select 
a small number of students to participate. They have weekly seminars. We have events that I oversee and we also have an internship program that I manage and uh, we're giving students opportunity to learn different ideas and then express their own ideas. So they do this in weekly seminars where they meet. They also listen to the speaker uh, at the events that I plan and then uh, we discuss it. And we are not from any political affiliation. We're not promoting any of the ideas. We just uh, support presenting ideas from someone's viewpoint. And so we leave it up to uh, individuals to decide how they feel about whatever the topic is. And because at the college age, uh, it's, you know, people are developing how they feel about something. They may not know what they feel about some facet of freedom. And some people might not feel like they have freedom. And so it's uh, learning about different different facets and just developing what one thinks about it. And so we don't influence anyone's opinion. We also create a safe space for discussion of this exchange of ideas. So that's um, what the Freedom Project is and a background of you know my events. As you were talking about Freedom Project, one of the things that struck me was the aim of creating a conducive environment to explore conversation and new views. So in your personal opinion, what do you think are some of the most important things we or organizations can do to create a kind of culture that fosters such open discussion and conversations? I think it's important to create a, a risk-free space so people can have a safe place to talk about their ideas and be able to exchange their ideas and be able to express in a way where they're not judged or discriminated against. And I think schools are starting to, to foster this. Uh, my son is in middle school and they are promoting this very um, situation where they're wanting the, the, young, the young ones, he's in, he's in seventh grade, he's 12. Uh, they want uh, starting at a young age for students or people to feel comfortable being able to look at the news, read the news, or have um, a thought about something and be able to express themselves. And I think it's really, really important for our youth and for our community to uh, develop a way for our society to accept this uh, in uh, all over the world, because it's important to have this uh, opportunity for people to have different ideas. We are all going to have different ideas. We do not have the same ideas. Some people have similar ideas to someone else, but we are very different all over the world and we need to be able to, you know, coexist peacefully and uh, be able to have opportunity to have an idea that might be different than someone else's. It's, it's I think, critical for our society. I think also we need to develop and use good listeners. And I think setting this exchange up for, for you know, children at a young age can help create good listeners, uh, which also is important when you're trying to hear somebody else's idea and decide, do I agree with this or not? It doesn't matter if they do or not. It just, it's, it's a way to create opportunity for, you know, this exchange. Yeah, um, of course. And um, I mean, even, even even I saw in school, I mean, what you saw was this massive shift from like rote learning 
over to students. I mean, you aren't telling students what the answer actually is. You're just saying, okay, here's something. What do you think? What are your thoughts? And so on. And I guess it's, I mean, the whole idea of evoking thought from students as opposed to just saying, look, here's the answer. Here you go, X, Y, Z. I think that's just so much more powerful in every kind of way. So Karen, I mean, moving, moving on, on to our next question, which we would like to ask you. Um, so in terms of your whole journey, again, I think, you know, in the first question, we got a very broad overview. Now we would perhaps like to narrow it down to maybe one specific moment. So if you could just talk about maybe one project or one specific moment that you felt was really challenging, um, how did you actually overcome this? And how do you potentially think that maybe if a student was facing this exact same challenge in the future, how could they overcome the exact same thing? Right. I was thinking of an example when I started my job at the theater. I was hired, um, so I had experience with sports entertainment, with concert management, with planning events at a um, you know a consulting firm, a, like a tip, you know typical business corporation, and I was um, hired as the theater manager and usually at a theater, a Broadway house theater, you have a union background. And so you're hired, you go through an apprentice program and you're hired, um, you know, you are learning through the apprentice program to be a proper theater manager. And so it's a union position, but I was not a union theater manager. So I was hired. And when I started, uh, I was not accepted from any anyone <laughs> except for the people that hired me so they they did kind of give me a run for my money they gave me a hard time they the the employees because there were different union departments stagehands box office teamsters ushers um uh, you know wardrobe and hair department uh, and so they were not as welcoming as one would want when you're starting a new job. And so I just uh, tried to keep my head high and uh, tried to do the best to my ability as far as doing a good job and bringing my skills and letting that show for itself. So I had to just really, really work hard at relationships with all the staff and everyone at the um, theater and also show that I was capable and I was capable, which is why I was hired. So my skills of being able to do the job and learn the job, because there was a lot of on the job learning as well. Um, so I did have a big learning curve and they were somewhat right in the sense that I didn't have the background that they probably wanted um, initially, but with determination and I kept at it and I worked really hard at the personal relationships and it ended up being um, such a wonderful experience. We all became like a family and people remember back to that time that we all worked together because I still am in contact with many of the, the people that work there that we felt, um, you know, what a great time it was when we all worked together because it became like a family. I worked really hard at trying to take care of the staff and make sure that I was always um, asking how they were doing and I planned events for the staff and I tried to uh, work really hard at that but also I had to work really hard at doing my job and it was a good lesson I uh, feel like it um, anything you work really hard at and that's challenging you always learn from it builds character as they say you know when you're young 
different challenges build character and it really does and so it helped me and it was it was great I you know I think back uh, highly of my time there even the beginning Karen um we'll now be switching over to the next portion of our interview so we'll now be switching over to the guest student so Emily Jaya Mohan is a current commerce student at the Australian National University. Yeah, I did have a couple of questions for you. Um, uh, and I was wondering, sort of like, so I am a current commerce student, and I was wondering, going back to sort of like the start of your career, um, I know that you were a business graduate, and I was wondering if any of what you learned from your business studies helped you and influenced your career path, and even um, interacting with students now um, at Wellesley College, do you have any advice for business students on exploring different positions? I think my business background helped me a lot with an overall sense of uh, understanding uh, how to approach different, uh, just different office environments or office settings, which it wasn't really an office, like I worked at a concert venue, I worked outside, um, when I worked there, I worked um, at a theater, inside a theater, and so there are different environments, but the general knowledge helped me a lot, I think, just to um, learn about basic business operations. I also did manage budgets, um, do payroll, set weekly settlements, and I feel like business actually really helped me because the arts and entertainment, there's a flair of creativity with a lot of people that try to get involved and work there. And I think that my um, business background helped me have a, a, a broader sense. And as far as, you know, exploring different areas of what you may be interested in, I think it's uh, good to always explore other areas and talk to talk to others and find out you know what the area of study is like or think of um, maybe something you would like to do um, in a job or with your you know if you have an interest and see how that would translate into sort of an area of study or or into a position that you may want to work at in the future does that answer yeah does um uh, and i was wondering just as you were saying that, did you know that you wanted to be, um, did you know that you wanted to be involved in theater management from when you were studying? Um, was it like an interest that you followed or was it just sort of something that you sort of fell into? It's one thing led to another and it's so funny because I went to a college, uh, I went to Ithaca College in um, New York State and it was, um, had a really big communications school and it had a big theater program and I didn't get involved in any of that when I was there. I was in the business program. And so it's funny because I joke because my career ended up being in the arts and entertainment. And I don't, um, I didn't always think that I was going to get into theater. I, it was, um, I, I liked events and that's why I decided to get into event management, which is how I started. But I didn't know that in college at all. I just thought I'd be good at planning events and I liked going to events. I'm social and I support, um, you know, a lot of different events. And also personally, I like music and I, I'm interested in art and music and I'm interested in, you know, any cultural events around. So my personal interests of liking live music uh, led me to these different positions. They were also 
one-of-a-kind positions and I've always found a one-of-a-kind job and some of it I ended up making my own. I developed the position into what I was good at and so for example at the New England Patriots I created this festival area when you walk into the stadium and this was never done before and so I set up themed exhibits and I used um, my ideas and was able to present them and then uh, I was able to create a whole um, something that was what I put into it and made it unique and that was really rewarding and that's happened with most of my jobs because I had uh, shown my skills and also was determined that that translated into providing other, you know, more opportunity at each position. Yeah, um, and I was wondering as well, because um, for a lot of the events that you've um, sort of managed, uh, they have different um, focuses and they have different uh, missions. So I was wondering, sort of like broadly for you, how do you determine success in like the different projects that you've managed both personally and on a wider scale as well? Well, I feel like it when you're in the events uh, business or live theater or anything, something's always going to go wrong and something always does. So there have been a lot of times when things have happened where, you know, I've had to call um, 911. Often people get ill or get hurt on at a venue so if you attend a concert yourself or maybe you've attended a sporting event or some sort of event you may have noticed somebody getting hurt or sick and so we've had to you know call an ambulance i've had to evacuate the theater uh several times in boston and i uh had one time during a live performance the whole performance was based on video and the video stopped working in the middle of the performance uh, so all different things can happen and I didn't base the event on what happened I based it on how it was managed and how I handled it with others uh, and you can think about what went wrong and how that didn't work out and that was terrible but actually if you look at the positive on how you managed to be flexible uh, think on your toes, if you will, think on your feet, you're actually standing a lot. So that's literal and figurative, but you know, how can you deal with real life situations, which one encounters in their everyday life? Just how does that translate when you're planning an event and managing an event? So I feel like that's one component. Also, I feel like if I just did my best and put in as much hard work as I could, then I feel good about it. You know, it may not be always turning out the way you want it to be, but just how can I know that I did my best? Yeah, I definitely think that things happen that you might not expect and it's all about like how you deal with that instead of, oh no, something went wrong, everything is, everything is just going down the drain. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll pass it back to Shyam now. Uh, I'll actually be the one taking over. So uh, we end the interview with a standard question we ask everyone, and that is, if you had one piece of advice you would leave to the youth, what would it be? 
Well, it's um, interesting. I wish somebody gave me this advice and it's something I work on personally. And I have mentioned determination a few times and while I think that's really important, I think it's important uh, more so to build self-esteem and confidence and um, accept yourself and you're going to be living with yourself for a long time. It's uh, a relationship you should work on. You want to be able to make mistakes and forgive yourself, have a growth mindset, which I know that they start teaching in schools now in the U.S. Just it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to fail. That's when you can learn the most. It's okay to you know, maybe things didn't go as planned, but that's okay. And it's uh, important to be okay with that and forgive yourself or, you know, do your best and say it wasn't uh, something you can change and you're just going to have to live with something that happened. Well, then you need to move on, keep going, uh, just carry on because I am very hard on myself. And so I tend to not forgive myself easily uh, because I have high expectations for myself and that's just how I am personally. Uh, so I work hard at trying to just accept. And I think uh, if you can do that, then you can take risks in your life and career and you learn a lot. And if anything, you know, it's important to be open to, um, to learning and be very self-aware uh, and just do what you can, do your best, and that will translate into making the world a better place, helping others, and, uh, you know, loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Insights with Experts. We'd now like to introduce a platform that we think would be useful for all of our viewers. Teachers on Wheels is an Australian charity that helps people from all walks of life achieve their career goals. They provide free career guidance and support services to young people in Australia and all over the world, including weekly career webinars with professionals from a diverse range of industries, a resume review service, and a mentoring program in collaboration with Westpac. Thanks for listening in. This podcast has been brought to you by Desera, a platform designed to bridge the gap between the youth and professionals. You can read more about us at desair.org, and you can also check out the section titled Insights with Experts, where you can submit your questions that you might have for future experts and industries that you would like to learn more about, and you can also refer in any experts that you might know yourself.